1: That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
0: The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
2: From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Catnaps Offer for another edition of the Big Show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet with Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa here for another wild week
3: of Star Wars. Super wild, super wild. This past week has been amazing. I would look at my phone and I'd go, oh man, my wife would be like, Star Wars or real life? And like, a little (laughs) bit of both this week. Local A, (laughs) local B. Yeah, it started
2: last Monday with rumors upon rumors, and we're going to get into all of that here, Jennifer. It's been, uh, you know, you're our news reporter. You're our lead in the newsroom here. You've had to take a lot of notes.
4: Oh my gosh, I can't keep up. I'm like, okay, this is happening. No, no, somebody's saying it's not happening. What's going
1: on?
2: (laughs) It's been crazy. And on top of it all, when we always have our own Star Wars adventures. This, uh, the last Jedi remake, Joseph, how much have you invested money wise into this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have
3: given uh several thousand <laughs> imaginary bitcoin. No, I know bitcoin isn't imaginary, anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I invented a cryptocurrency, yes, called BS coins, BS coins, and uh, sent those in lots and lots of BS coins, <laughs> Jennifer. This story pops up during the week, too, amongst all the craziness.
2: And we're not going to cover in the main news, Uh, The Last Jedi is going to be remade by a, a group of producers?
4: Supposedly. So this is what they tweeted five days ago. Our team of producers is offering to cover the budget for a remake of The Last Jedi in order to save Star Wars. Share this and spread the word to let Bob Iger and Disney know you want this. This isn't a joke. We're ready to have the convo now. And as of now, they have 150 million dollars in donations of virtual money.
3: Okay, what let, let's clarify what virtual money means cuz yeah. it's not like cryptocurrency, no, right? It's no. like people saying they're going to pledge.
4: It's like if I were to say I'm going to give you 100 million dollars <laughs> and I don't have to give 100 million dollars. <laughs>
3: it's like somebody called up like PBS and like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah. I am going to support <laughs> you with $20 <laughs> theoretically <laughs> someday.
0: Maybe. <laughs> we'll get around it around send
4: me
3: my damn tote bag. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, okay, Jennifer. High form of parody or too crazy to not be real?
4: I at first I was like, these people are, are you know, just really what is going on. And now I'm beginning to wonder if it is a parody.
1: As, as I, as I, as, yeah,
4: as I've dug into their website and looked at their Twitter feed, they're very, they're pretty nice, even though they call Ryan Johnson's, uh, last Jedi poor storytelling. Uh, but overall, like they're actually like, no, we're serious. Yeah. We want to remake this. <laughs> we want to have a team of people submit their stories. And can oh, you imagine yeah. like a hundred people submitting scenes oh, yeah. to create a hodgepodge collage of the <laughs> last Jedi? Yeah,
3: I mean, I, a lot of people have said like, yeah, great. Let's, I want to see this. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the whole thing is very, very absurd. Just the idea, uh, they, we're ready to have the convo now, I think, yeah. is already becoming a meme. Yes. You know, that <laughs> idea that Bagger would be like, all right, let's 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 talk about this Bring in. Really, really consider it. The thing that broke me uh, was at one point in that thread where they say that, uh, the Phantom Menace wasn't that divisive. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so. So yeah. you know, that's the part that does start to tip into parody because it's yeah. like right. Google nineteen ninety nine, and you will probably see the words F and Jar Jar. <laughs> that's what I said,
2: Joseph. You are you are a scientist of comedy. I've seen you perform. I've seen. I've heard your stories. You 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 know the beats so so well. Um, could you in your mind? Do you look at this and go, this is just getting more and more funny as it goes on? That this is a Uh, uh,
3: this is an attempt at at parody yeah i mean yes it does feel like an attempt at parody but honestly so do many many things in reality (laughs) right now i mean that's been a real weird part of comedy you got the the straight line and then the curvy line breaks it and the uh straight line has become the curvy line in in many many different facets so it is hard to tell people who again is always our caveats Mm. with these stories if you just say hey i don't like the last jedi great yeah, that's fine. But there's been so much hyperbole in the way it has been disliked. Right. It seems like this should be comedy. Right. I, all right. If our society was functioning as it used to, <laughs> this would <laughs> obviously be, be great job, Borat, on this uh, string of yes. tweets. Right? right. But now. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't bet against it being uh, real. You yeah. know, I wouldn't bet against it. Uh, we'll find out. we'll I, my, find out. My goal is to find out if this is fake first. Uh, and then, still, I really want Chewbacca mom to be exposed. Oh my uh, gosh! I always bring it up. I'm sorry. I'm I'm the jerk. Uh, I think that is a parody as well. Anyways, uh, that was part of the the crazy Star Wars week here. Did we have any personal adventures, uh, J- uh, Jennifer? I bought a Ewok gift, uh, a greeting card. Yes, you did with a little fuzzy furry face on it. Yeah. Uh, from what's called, the company? Papyrus.
4: Papyrus. Yeah, yeah. yeah Papyrus that was the highlight
2: of my w- week.
4: Uh, my daughter found a bag in the garage from our shadow box coffee table where I had had like a little job of the hut scene in there. Anyways, long story short, she found it. She found all my old return of the Jedi action figures. And at first I was like, no, no. And then I said, you know what? Just let her play with it. So she has been toting them around in her little bag. She's been carrying Ula with her by (laughs) this like long string. It's a little awkward. I'm like, she's wearing this like mesh, like outfit. It's a little
3: Ula two pack that came with Salacious, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: So so, uh, she has Salacious. She loves Salacious. And she calls Bib Fortuna, Big tuna. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. I'm not correcting her. It's not I like wrong.
2: it. And I saw you post a picture on Instagram uh, of uh, a, an ATSD with a, another kind of doll in there.
4: With Sophia the First. Oh, she has a little know. Sophia the First. Okay. And she found that chicken walker. She placed it on the coffee table. And she. Oh, next thing I know, she had Sophia in there. She had some My Little Ponies. <laughs> anything but the Return of the Jedi action yeah. figures.
2: It's a, a Patton Oswald crossover event there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, Joseph uh, in this crazy world did you have some moments of Star Wars peace
3: yeah yeah I watched A New Hope with uh, with my wife Sarah because mm. she asked to see it again after mm. seeing Solo because she's like I really want to watch it and I saw Solo and it was really fun to see from Sarah's eyes who knows Star Wars pretty well but yeah. I would say is much more in the normal human being level of, <laughs> of Star Wars knowledge yes Uh, just her eyes light up at all the little bits of connection in mm. canon and it reminded me of like that's that, that it is cool and it is fun, and it's not just those of us in the nerd bubble. Like, you know, yeah. early on in the film, when three was like, We'll be sent to the Spice Mines of Kessel, and she'd like turn to me, like, oh, We just saw those. Just saw and then she pointed out to me that there's a, a, when Luke is telling Obi-Wan that he can only take him as far as Anchorhead, that he can't get involved, it's also far from here. That there's a musical cue that's reused in Rogue One. Oh, uh, like, yeah. That's so great, because that's what Rogue One is about, exactly that sentiment that Luke is is spouting right there, of like, it's not my problem, I can't get involved, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah, so it was was a nice little adventure with uh, getting to see Star Wars through my wife's
2: eyes. I love that. I love hearing that kind of stuff. I had uh, an impromptu family uh, uh, dinner Wednesday night with my cousin and her young daughters who are 10 and 11 now. Uh, Big, big geek culture fans already I yeah. love a lot of things i get a lot of questions of uh, they call me i can even though i'm like i don't know how cousins work uh but they're like <laughs> how, how, how do you know uh do you know grammy grams gram seven or some youtuber i'm like yeah. I, I don't know i probably was at vidcon with them well, have you been to vidcon like but they were huge star wars fans and they went and saw solo as a family and my cousin michelle not a huge star wars fan she says that's, that's my favorite star wars film Nice. Oh, uh, nice. Goes, that was so much fun. And the girls were like, that was so much fun. And so, uh, you know, say what you will about Solo. I I, I I get it. It's got some things here and there. So, so do all these movies, yeah. all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I love just seeing just that. When, when when someone can just sit down and go, I don't know much about Star Wars. That movie was really fun.
3: Yeah. Right. That
2: was my favorite one of the Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff there. So it, it gives me hope for the future. That's right. Of Star Wars. All right. Woo. Let's take this dive into news, Jennifer.
4: Yeah, let's take a little dive. So a few weeks ago, we learned that Billy Dee Williams was on a new diet plan and working out three times a week, (laughs) which could, of course, only mean that he's going to be in episode nine. This rumor is not letting up because now Fanthatrax has confirmed with two separate sources that the old smoothie will be reprising his role as Lando Calrissian Mm. in episode nine. Mm. So filming for the sequel film starts next month. So perhaps we'll get an announcement about Lando's return soon. Meanwhile, Billy D's son Corey tweeted, "Do not ask me about Lando's rumors. I can neither def- uh, deny or confirm anything. I am clueless. So speculate as you will." Sticking tongue out emoji. LOL.
3: <laughs>
4: so, what do we think? Is it true?
2: should lot to first of all. I uh, I've never met Corey, yeah, but he's either. he he watches Jedi Council he wants people to know he's Corey Williams.
4: Oh, you know what I mean? Like in a
2: good way. He's like, Hey, ask me about Lando. Like he's that kind of guy. So I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, we want, we want this to happen. Yeah. You
3: know what? I want all the rumors to be exactly true. I want there to be a, uh, exercise planet that Lando now runs. (laughs) Yes. And they come to him for advice. He's like, sorry, I got to finish my reps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah I think that would be beautiful. no I would love for Lando <laughs> to be in it I think uh, I absolutely want Lando to be in it. I am interested in how they handle uh, to me the whole sequel trilogy has been about the uh, wiser older generation uh, passing on what they know and I want episode nine to ultimately about be about the younger generation taking the baton and yes. doing it so I, I want to fit Lando in there respectfully where he can do something cool yeah. but that he doesn't do too much for our young heroes who have to learn to do it for themselves. Yeah, answering the call that that goes out at
2: the end of Last Jedi yeah. makes perfect sense. Mm. But yeah, you're right. I I, I don't expect. I wouldn't expect him to suddenly be the leader of the Resistance. And we know Poe and some others are in place. Uh, you know, I, uh, uh, Daisy's still there. So we get we have leaders. But yeah, I I get what you're saying. Where you know he's got a big moment. I don't want him to die. No, he doesn't need to die. He can go back to his exercise planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must return to my people.
4: Yeah. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be in episode nine, I'm pretty sure. What just do you want
3: him to do, Jennifer?
4: I don't know, just look cool. <laughs> I mean honestly, just really yeah. quick scene. I think is gonna be the best. Use him use him sparingly. Yeah.
2: Just one one scene, he one was, moment. One scene, yeah.
4: one moment. Give him something fun to do. Yeah. So he can, you know,
3: chew oh, yeah. up the scenery. A yeah, nice you, solid
2: scene. Yeah. 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 His his arrival on screen, whatever the first shot is probably going to be one of the, the bigger applause breaks in, in Star Wars uh, fandom. Yeah. Are hungry. Yeah. yeah. Get that cape out. Yes. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yes. Okay. So, a lot has happened in terms of Star Wars news this past week. And it all began with this scoop from Frosty over at Collider. According to Frosty's sources, Lucasfilm is putting a Star Wars story spin off movies on hold instead of focusing their attention on episode nine and what the next trilogy of Star Wars films will be after that film. The previously rumored Obi Wan movie was in active development, but those who are working on the film, are no longer involved, and as far as Boba Fett, he is back in the Sarlacc pit again, <laughs> and Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still on, as is Dan and Dave series of film. Now, Ken, mm-hmm. please shed some light on how all of this kind of broke, and...
2: Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, as a lot of people know, obviously, if you listen, you follow me around, I work for Collider Video. That does not mean I work for Collider.com. I work for Complex Media. They owned both brands. It's kind of the same brand and now it's more same so um, Frosty would come by the office every every six weeks or so like it was a different entity mm. um, the reason I said because a lot of people were writing us last week like uh, Disney's calling you liars no it, it, I did it, I don't have to apologize for that um, but what ended up happening is he's got sources and I saw someone say well you, know, you hear Fanta tracks or something mm-hmm. like that there's a lot of websites out there and their sources could be anything could be the valet right could be you know how TMZ gets their stuff but there's also real sources and real reporting. Frosty is a real reporter and, right. and could easily work for it. He started his own brand 10 years ago, and it's grown to what it is. So... He has some sources that, that told him this information, that got him this information. He went to put it out, and that information probably was, the, the idea of it being canceled was incorrect. He, he did some more digging, because again, he's, he's a reporter, and he came out with, it's on hold. An and important distinction. important distinction, and in that time, he did contact Disney. That's what reporters will do. I've got this story, what do you want me to do? And the movie news game is about that. And that a lot of times they want the information out. A lot of times they give you the correct information. It's a game. It is a game. Uh, It's like when I I dealt with Paris Hilton and she ordered uh, barbecue, didn't take a bite, and didn't want to hide from the paparazzi. She wanted that picture of her them getting her eating a plate of barbecue at the farmers market. Mm. It's a game, everybody. It's a game.
3: It is a game. <laughs> this is a game. Uh, all right, let's just stop our Star Wars podcast and talk more about Paris Hale I've got Paris barbecue. Hilton stories for days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I've, wow. I've talk, talked with Paris
2: a few times when I was a security director. Um, so it is all a game, and and, and Frosty went out with his story, but it's a big business game, and that came out, and yes, Disney has this... We're going to talk about this This now. I don't want to get ahead of the story here, but there are several sources, and we all have different sources, so the, I don't know how... Uh, Everything's true from a certain point of view. These mm-hmm. movies are not in development right now, right. but they're on hold, and they might come out another way. And next week, Joseph, they, Disney can go. Guess what? Back on.
3: Right, right, and Back we'll talk on. a little bit more about what yeah. on hold really, really means. I yeah. think uh, once we we plow through this, but we're tr- Jennifer's trying to go through them in order, right? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't
2: want to get ahead of it. I just obviously it's last week. A lot of tweets come in our directions, and. A lot of thoughts and, you know, we know this. Ewan's off, you know, doing other things. Mangold, who's been working on Boba Fett for years, people, is off, is doing other things
3: right now, too. Doesn't
2: mm-hmm. mean later yeah. on,
3: they can't come. And back. It, it just seems to me like the bottom line for that, the collider part of it is, yeah. he's a legitimate reporter. Yes. He has a source. Yes. His source is telling him this. Yes. Those facts are all true. And then yeah. it's up to us as independent people to decide what right. does that mean. Right. And uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't I I, I I know I probably overexplained it, but yeah, to, no, to no, clarify great, great. what the last because I ran into frosting on Friday, which by the a total coincidence. Because <laughs> I would go yeah, weeks in without seeing underground parking. Under, underground garage. parking.
4: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So well what's interesting is the next report that happened the next morning after the collider scoop broke, mm-hmm. ABC slammed the brakes on the rumor truck and said, Slow down, fans. Lucasfilm sources told ABC News that Collider's report was inaccurate and there are still multiple Star Wars films currently in development that have not been officially announced. Those projects are moving forward separate from Ryan Johnson's trilogy and Dan and Dave's films. I think it's important to note here that ABC, like Lucasfilm, is owned by Disney. So, is this just damage control? I was surprised that they even responded to this because a lot of times they just kind of just ignore these Mm -hmm. quote-unquote rumors.
2: Uh, I, I was surprised, which mm, to me means, you know, yep. yelling inaccurate. I'm telling you, within a couple of tweets, I could find out what Pablo ate for lunch today. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a couple of texts. Mm. Uh, I think Joseph, there was, there is something to
3: be said about them going false, false. I say, yeah, and I mean, I, I think in a way, it's not that. Uh, uh, how, how do I want to say this? Yeah, if I were in Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. no matter what's going on in there. Uh, Frosty, a legitimate reporter at Collider, says that a source says this. Yeah. That's, to me, that's fine. But yeah. then we, uh, generally as a community, uh, go on Twitter and say, Obi-Wan movie is canceled. Right. That's not what anyone ever said. Right. right. So I understand wanting to do the damage report of endless news cycle of everything so messed up at Lucas that they had to cancel all these movies so that they come in and like, no, 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 These reports are not entirely true. Right i think is a fine thing to say because on hold is different than canceled mm-hmm. i i think what you're saying exactly right and we're gonna i know we're gonna talk about a little bit more about the,
2: the control and the narrative type of situation yeah. i want to get into it here now but yeah i think yeah what what are they saying is inaccurate is the key thing what what little words what what are they actually referring to and and yeah i think there is a lot of inaccuracies in, in the ideas of you know, it's, there's a uh, trash fires. Uh, people are throwing things and run around like it's Y two K. Yeah, that Lucas yeah that's yeah. not true. They're having meetings to determine the future. That's. True.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you are not Paris Hilton's PR rep. Right. You let her eat the barbecue, because what else are you going to do? But you didn't set up the opportunity for her. (laughs) Nuances of truth. (laughs) Nuances of truth. (laughs) There you go. There's a new Force Center (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt.
4: So then, meanwhile, that same day that this ABC report came out, Jason Ward over at MakingStarWars.net shed some light on how the original rumor that Frosty reported uh, actually got started. So he said that his source told him that Studio Space had been reserved at Pinewood Studios for a Star Wars film, and it was recently relinquished. That movie was not an Obi-Wan film, nor was it a Boba Fett film. It was along the lines of, Mos Eisley Spaceport, A Star Wars Story. Wow! So according to former Star Wars crew members, the movie was about the Mos Eisley Spaceport featured in A New Hope. So this is a film that we had never heard about, um, but according to Jason, it has been cancelled. So I want to take a pause here because he's <laughs> gonna report more. Yeah. Oh my gosh, can you imagine what this movie could have been?
3: Yeah, this, this would have been great.
4: Oh,
2: creature heavy, alien heavy, yes,
3: yeah. And if it would have been set up as an actual, like, uh, mm, like a full narrative or much mm-hmm. more like very old school, very early Hollywood films, yes. like, uh, yeah, the, I think there's that movie called like the Hollywood Party that was like everybody who was under contract at one studio, like <laughs> oh, yeah. Laurel and Hardy, and a bunch of you know, <laughs> the stars and starlets <laughs> at the time, are just they're just all at a party, and there yeah. isn't really a narrative, it's just hijinks, like is that what it would be? It would just be like two hours at most sites. I probably not. That's amazing to think that, uh, they would be making something like that. But then like, how do you make a narrative out of like, A day in the life of Moosicly Spaceport. Is it uh you know how Chalman came to own it? <laughs> <laughs> how, right. how he hired Wu Hair like Actmanowak, uh, a- 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 Cannon. Yeah, I mean it's it's fascinating to imagine what it is, but I think no matter what it would be, it would have been very different because it yeah. had to be structurally. Yeah,
2: yeah mm-hmm. uh, I'm intrigued by it. I had heard some percolating uh, little rumors about this project, but again, I don't I don't have sources like a lot of these people do. So, um, I that word source is a weird thing. You know, it's either in a parking garage with Trent. Coats and hats, yeah. or it's this kind of stuff, and and I don't doubt this this story at all. We'll see, you know, to what level I don't know. The fact that they had studio space, allegedly, I mean that that's intriguing to me. You, right. you never know, you never know. So um, the movie itself, I would have been on on board for. I'd never read the tales from Moss Eisley and the tales from mm. Jabba's yeah. bounty hunter tales. Um, but they're interesting, and we saw from a certain point of view how, how, how you can have some fun, which would have been interesting if the movie was coordinated with that in any way. Or yeah, or if stepped on it a little bit. time.
3: Yeah, is, is it the uh, most nicely yeah. cantina in the sequel era? Right. You no. Know? Yeah. Oh. 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 Very old Wu hair. Yeah. Wu hair Junior. The bartender. Yeah. This is
4: just was to me such <laughs> so, a weird story idea that I thought it was so brilliant. Talk about mm. taking risks. Yeah. This was really unexpected. So.
3: Yeah. The, <sighs> (sighs) Uh, I I will just throw it out there because I I know we need to keep moving. I would be interested if they had moved forward, if they had announced it, if people would have saw it as, wow, it's just a movie about a bar that aliens hang out in, weird and different, or if people would have said, ugh, you still can't get away from that first film. Mm. There's a movie all about the bar from the first film. The bar isn't even a character. Give us something new. So (laughs) We're in such a Mm -hmm. fascinating time that on one hand, it is the most bizarre thing you can think of, but I can also see it being attacked as like, what are you now yeah. going to make one about the mouse droid? Yeah, like you can't do anything that's not from that first movie. Mm. I, I think there would have been a, a large, large
2: swath of voices saying that, not just all core Star Wars fans. I think we all agree, and a lot of people I think who listen to us are in the same. Like, oh gosh, wow, that's interesting. Let's dive into yeah, that. Give us a bunch of weirdos. Give us yeah. weirdos. Uh, I love crawling into these corners of the Star Wars saga that we are already familiar with, or even some who not. But I think I think that would have been part of the reaction, which is I think I think. Uh, you know, I understand it to a le- little level, but I think it's disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let them tell yeah. these stories.
4: Come yeah. On. So the last report on the spin-off drama came from The Hollywood Reporter, who said Lucasfilm is licking their wounds, but not halting Star Wars development. According to this article, the box office returns of Solo were a wake-up call for the studio on how to make and market upcoming films differently. So it's not that there won't be any more spinoffs, it's just that Kathleen Kennedy and her team have been regrouping to figure out the direction of the movies beyond episode nine. The Hollywood Reporter says that the Boba Fett film is still being developed, but might be scaled down in terms of the budget. And as far as future movies, Lucasfilm is going to approach things a little more cautiously, quote, in light of the reaction to The Last Jedi and the performance of Solo. End quote. I found that to be really interesting mm-hmm. that they brought in the, the reaction of the last Jedi.
2: Yeah, guy.
4: I, I, yeah. I don't know about that, but I mm-hmm. will say that I do find this report to be kind of like a blend of all of them. Yeah. Is this the one that's the most accurate, splitting the difference? We,
2: we've we been in the kitchen, and uh, this is on our table for us to eat here. It's a nice meal. Yeah. Well-balanced. Yeah. <laughs> Well-balanced meal.
4: Yeah. I
2: think there's a lot of truth in that there, are things that I think we would assume, Joseph. Yeah. You know, whether we like Solo or not, we have to understand the business of it is it didn't do what it was expected or what they wanted it to
3: do. Yeah, and I feel like it is uh, – obvious sounds wrong. I feel like, um, of course, the marketing – is going to be a huge part of the discussion because that's been a lot of the criticism. Mm -hmm. I I talked to my manager this week and he finally saw Solo. I had told him like right after it comes out, like you have to see it. And he's like, that's an amazing movie. I understand why it bombed, but wow, what a great movie. (laughs) And that's totally from that marketing perspective of all the things we've talked about came out too soon. They didn't market it as an event or as a little side movie in that. So I'm great to hear the reporting of, yep, we're figuring out the marketing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just Obi Wan or Boba Fett, but right, right. How are we going to mar- market a good idea so people know it's a good idea so we make money? Yeah. How mm-hmm. do we sell
2: that concept to yeah. people? Because it would seem as though Solo wasn't really sold as the concept to people. Yeah. You know, j- us just saying Han, right? It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it didn't. It, it, that didn't work. And we three at this table, uh, you know, are on the side of loving this film. Yeah. Uh, in general, so. Yeah, Jennifer, that's that's, that's that's not bad news.
4: No, it's not bad news. I would hope that they are, you know, sitting right. down going, okay, wait, let, let's figure out what our strategy is. And I think, Joseph, you said off-air something that was very true. This is just phase one, right? Yeah. This is not like they had their whole thing planned out for the next 20 years. It's like this was a first part. They're going to re- re- reevaluate some things to go into phase two.
3: Yeah, that's been my big picture hope for a long time, and we've talked about it on the podcast, so that maybe they're not announcing things because they want to see how Solo went. Right. And now I think we're all seeing Solo as like a f- flames, the Hindenburg crashing. I think if they take a step back and look at phase one, is uh, three incredibly successful movies, mm-hmm. uh, record-breaking successful, and then one fumble. And I hope that all of this isn't even news. I hope it's just that after Solo, we were going to reevaluate. Mm. Even if Solo had made an insane amount of money, we were going to put pause on everything and look and think and talk. Right. So it could be that all of this news is just not news. And that's why Disney is pushing back because they were, we were all, always going to press pause. Maybe they're pressing pause harder or longer <laughs> or on different things because of Solo. I don't mean to downplay it. But I think yeah. that this period, all, all, there's a possibility that this period was always going to be a brief moment of reflection. Well you know what's interesting as
2: am as I'm listening to you to talk, uh, listening to you talk I'm I'm like Rose Tico, me talking good. I don't do talking. Doing well. doing podcasts. Good thing I have a career in talking. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to your wise words, Joseph, it reminds me of a few things. You know, last week, and I'll, I'll pull, let's pull back the curtain. As we, re- we record these shows on Monday's release on <laughs> Tuesday, as Monday was happening, this story was in our laps. We heard what was going on, and we were t- not sure if we should record as normal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we may have done needed to do some editing, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and we were well aware. So that's why if you were listening, and last week, Monday morning, some Star Wars personalities you follow started tweeting weird things, and no one knew. <laughs> this is what they were talking about the word was already out that's how this this stuff in fact joseph we even heard the week before yeah this stuff was happening so this stuff starts to happen um but as I'm, you reminded me of something we all thought this before maybe coming out of d23 or WonderCon or you know, actually more d23 wow they didn't announce anything i wonder if they're going to wait to solo yeah that seems good that seems good and now that they've waited to solo we're like what ah, just collectively <laughs> as a fan base It's perfectly normal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want this to be the case. Yeah.
3: I think they were going to pause to reflect. Yeah. And maybe that pause would have been, if Solo had killed, it would have been, great, pause for one second, full steam ahead with Obi-Wan. We killed it. And now that Solo stumbled, I think there's probably like (laughs) what worked about these three amazingly successful films. Yeah in what stumbled about this one.
2: Yeah. As Yoda says, Jennifer failures is, uh, is a great teacher, quote, end quote. Yes. <laughs> Yoda does talking. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So that is the news.
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs> that is the news. Wow. Who knows what next week will bring?
4: Yes.
1: There's so
2: much more, uh, you know, that streaming service and uh, Obi-Wan movie on streaming service. I saw that kind of little story. You never know. I think the streaming service is tremendously important. You're going to see a lot more focus on oh, that yeah. going forward forward but this week has led us to well we have thoughts joseph we want to dive in even more into the fate of the standalone
3: that is right that is going to be our main topic the fate of the standalone so we have all of these uh conflicting reports we discussed that uh I, I kind of gave my my pitch there at the end of our news section of what i think is actually going on inside lucasfilm yeah what i want to ask both of you uh we, we've got these sources Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you have a relationship with Frosty up to a point uh, uh, with uh, his institution? You trust his sources. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're all just spitballing, right? Because we're getting a source and then we're interpreting it. So with all that said, I'm curious, Ken and Jennifer, what you both think in your heart of hearts. What do you think is going on in Lucasfilm? Knowing that it's just us guessing. Uh, What's going on?
4: I think that... There's a lot of growing pains going on. And unfortunately, is happening in a very public way. Um, I, I don't think that there's as much turmoil as people are saying uh, mm. or believing. I think it's complicated because it's not just about the movies. It's also about... Galaxy's Edge, these huge parks that are yeah. going to be opening up. It's about Bob Iger, who mm-hmm. obviously, like you know, he's just sharing information left and right whenever he feels like it. So there's, <laughs> there's a lot of pieces, mm-hmm. moving parts mm-hmm. that make it a little bit more complicated than in your average movie studio.
3: Yeah,
2: the businessman, <laughs> it's show business, show business. We are, we're all in this town of show. Um, the the business aspect of I've heard stuff about well solo Disney kept solo in May even though Lucasfilm won in December because they wanted to uh, pump their books up a little bit more in the first half of, okay. of 2018 in right. those mm-hmm. fiscal uh, you know quarters and all that kind of uh, adult stuff annuities <laughs> and whatnot and then the streaming service uh, you know you can't you can't look that uh, as, as a little light thing that Disney's doing. They are trying to defeat Netflix. They're yeah. trying to defeat Hulu and Amazon Prime, YouTube Red. This is the battleground right now. Uh, Instagram TV, we'll talk about later. Now. Um, <laughs> And I I think there's a lot going on with that. So this isn't just a matter of them sitting around in a conference room writing on whiteboards, a Moss Eisley movie. Right. What does it mean? How does that, how do we sell that? And, and, you know, I don't, so I don't think there's chaos in Lucasfilm. It's a job. People probably fight and don't get along. You know, if you ever worked at a place more than 10 people, that usually happens. So I don't think it's chaos. Um, I just think there are some big questions. Yeah, some stumbles along the way.
3: Yeah, and I, I think with all the sources, too, there is always that possibility. I mean, you you think to a job mm-hmm. that you have, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I always use my example of working at Kinko's, yeah. and the various managers fought with each other, and yeah. different employees thought different things were true. So if the world cared about Kinko's like it cared about Star Wars yeah. and went to a source, the guy mm-hmm. who runs the the color copier yeah. back when I worked there, you would have got a different story than the person who... Binds the books, yeah, because they're hearing different things from different bosses because decisions are being made. So, and and the human agenda
2: angle, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, right. people have agendas, or people think you might have agenda, or you know, I've been a, a boss where I've been in a room and I know I have to. Cut money because the corporate two corporations that own me were like, you got to cut hours.
3: And someone thinks it's specific to that. You know, it's just, yeah. that's
2: what's going on here too.
3: Complicated, complicated, complicated stuff. business. Yes. And Jennifer, I think your uh, your point about it being interconnected to all of the other things that Star Wars and Disney are doing is yeah, that's super important.
4: It affects their creative decisions, and so it, I think it, it complicates mm-hmm. things. It's not just about telling an awesome story. Uh, it's it's it is about that, but it's also about like, okay, how are we going to tie this into the parks and then this new streaming service? it's very different than I think how Marvel or DC are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got this extra layer. It's
2: of- going to it, 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 uh, the, the, the find my fine point on it too. It's like, it's a, a YouTube brand that is uh, running off a of Patreon and has no corporate bosses. And they're in their little, you know, private house doing what they want. For better or worse and then you got a company that's got corporate ownership and nope that title can't be there you must add a question mark on that title right. you must do this uh, you know can't bring in that pundit why you don't like him no it costs money <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so
3: I think that's the difference too I love the yeah. question mark example like okay we'll release Obi-Wan Kenobi but it's got to have a question mark so it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> Kenobi? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> alright let's get into the, the real fun nerdy stuff yeah. the actual Star Wars uh, uh, fan stuff do we want the standalones to continue? Jennifer, you, you released a YouTube video, right? Yeah. Uh, about how are you feeling right now? Do you want uh, the standalone movies to continue?
4: Well, I was in my video. I shared that I'm like, ah, I'm okay if they wanna take a pause and we take a little break from the standalones, I'm okay. But then when I read this Moss Eisley thing, I was like, oh no, I I want this, come on, bring back the standalones. Because what I like about that is that it's more of an ensemble piece. It is something familiar, which I've I've always kind of been like, I like to explore new characters like we did with Rogue One, um, although I did enjoy Solo but I like the idea of having an ensemble piece of weirdos,
1: yeah. you
4: know, and just these crazy cast of characters that we can, that we can learn more about and have some familiarity to it so that, you know, the average movie goer can get behind it too. But that to me was what I would like to have seen with the standalones.
3: Okay. So if they are to continue, you want weirdos, you I want, want weirdos, weird stories, I want
4: ensemble pieces. Yeah. Okay. I don't need it. I don't need a rehash. I don't want a Boba Fett film. That's all okay. I'm saying.
3: All right, so ensemble weirdos colon a Star Wars story question Jennifer mark happy <laughs> question mark a Star Wars story. Uh, Ken, do you want the standalones to continue? Absolutely, with with, with a, as
2: much vim and vigor and passion in my heart as I can muster <laughs> here on a on, on a morning recording session. Yes, <laughs> I think initially when I heard about this, going we're talking back in the day, right before Force Awakens came out, I was like, oh, okay, well that's going to be different to me. I like I like the trilogies. Like I would have been fine if they were like we're making three more seven eight nine and that's it i would be like, yes, great, yeah, finish amazing. my saga, love that. Um, but then Rogue One comes out, and, and you know, I just I think I love that movie more and more, despite some first and second problems, uh, first and second act problems, which fade away the more I watch it, because I am just like, wow, I got a cool chapter of a Star Wars story. On. Yeah, Solo, I saw again in the theater, you know, last week, and was like, oh wow, what a fun ride. Can I break it apart? and give you my rating on it and have it be lower than the other ones yes yes i can if you want me to review the film yeah. but as a star wars fan i'm like what a great chapter in this wide giant star wars saga i want more of that absolutely
3: yeah, yeah me too i really want the standalones to continue in some form or fashion uh for me obviously the obi-wan kenobi movie is absolutely huge because uh, i think it's so much more than just like Rifling through the original trilogy and going, which character? This is so much about Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. This is so much about the uh, the conflicted feelings that people have about the prequel trilogy. This mm-hmm. is, in, for people who have conflicted feelings about them, this is redemption. There's so much more going on with the Obi-Wan movie right. than just like, eh, Dengar's got a movie and all the jokes we make. It's Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. Uh, yeah. So I really want Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think in general with the standalones, I think they are an opportunity to just get to know these other side stories of the galaxy and just tell really different stories. Mm-hmm. I think the standalones are what is ultimately going to keep Star Wars fresh. Yeah. Because I think that the big uh, big saga films, even Ryan Johnson's and Dan and Dave's, which I think are all going to be different, still have to tell a specific kind of story because that's what the audience is used to. Mm-hmm. And I think the standalones, even if it was only one standalone every four years, have an opportunity to do things that those movies can't. Right. We've never had a movie like Solo that's focused on one character. Right. You never. Know? And I would love to see more things like that for mm-hmm. myself. So I also wanted to, to ask if our feelings about the standalones uh, continuing or not, are those based on the ones that are rumored to be in development or our feelings about all standalones? Are we reacting, uh, us specifically at this table and Star Wars fans in general, are we hearing this no- news Is obi-wan and boba fett are on hold Mm. or are we hearing it is the possibility of anything like this is gone i think i took it initially as as
2: obi-wan and boba fett like i I felt because i want obi-wan as much as you know you do here you know it's like so it's like no no we've got you and ah like that's that's where i focused on but overall I i think it is uh it is it is more focused on the standalones as a concept and a brand. Yeah, uh, that's where, and, and I think my feelings. I want those to continue, but but I don't know. I, I mean, I, you, even with Boba Fett, we've been on here on the. You know, I'm with Jennifer. Like, uh, yeah, but you know, I hear Mangold, I hear right. Underworld, and I'm like, I, I'm game to see what you have. So my feelings are, I guess, all of it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Question yeah. Mark? yeah. Jennifer, your corporate, you're, corporate you're, question mark, <laughs> corporate question mark. Your visceral reaction is it to. Obi-Wan and Boba Fett or is it to the overall concept?
4: It is to Obi-Wan and Boba Fett. And I know that you guys have really gotten me into the idea of an Obi-Wan film. I like it. But I think what happens is that when you start to go back to that same well of here's Boba Fett, a character that you know, here's Obi-Wan, a character that you know, then people feel like, oh, well, uh, you got to make the character that I really like. I want mm. this character. Mm. you know. Then you start having people kind of, or they're like, well, I don't like that character. I'm not going to go see that movie. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you have new characters, ensemble pieces, then it gets people perhaps who were, they, then they, nobody knows who these characters are. So they're going to be willing to go see it. Like with Rogue One, I think mm-hmm. that that was a problem with Solo. is that Some people were like, eh, I don't need to see Han Solo. I know what he's about. Yeah. I don't need to see it. Yeah. And so I think that's also why they're putting the pause on Boba Fett. Because Mm -hmm. if Han Solo did not perform as well, then Boba Fett is not as not as beloved of a character. I mean he's beloved, but he's not Han Solo. But he's not Han Solo. Right.
3: Yeah. I don't yeah, know. but Obligating. I think that does go to the marketing, right? Because yes. if they come up with a really amazing way to market Boba Fett, they could get people excited in the marketing of uh, I ate up all the marketing and go back to the podcast. I liked all the releases of Solo, but that's I think because I am mm-hmm. pretty intense into Star Wars, mm-hmm. yeah. And in retrospect, it was like, hey, it's Han Solo, yeah, but different. <laughs> Enjoy, <laughs> bye. Yeah, they didn't, there wasn't a huge yeah. angle, you yeah. know. Uh, so I think if they marketed Boba Fett with a really different angle, maybe maybe the magic would be back. But I just think it's important to we, all of these rumors come with a picture of literally Obi Wan and Boba Fett, pretty yeah. much. Oh yeah. yeah. So we can all, all just them. look at it as those movies got canceled. Yeah. But I don't want to lose the whole possibility of things like the most icely. Yeah. You know of like you know we talked about various like horror movies or you know a rom com or just these things that are really really different and add variety and i don't want to lose those Mm -hmm. uh because we're grumpy about uh, the possibility (laughs) of obi-wan or boba fett as a as a community some of us are all right i wanted to ask how much in this battle for the standalones the battle for uh shaping star wars going forward do you think the timeline confusion for general audiences is a big factor. Is that one of the things that the marketing executives are like? How do we need to figure this out? Do you think it really matters that like uh, your grandma's like, when? Why isn't Ray and Han Solo? Yeah, or people in my 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 age group uh, sitting
2: around? <laughs> you know, I'm close to my grandma's age. No, I'm kidding. Uh, sitting around going after Solo, going, wait a minute, this was a. I thought this was during the prequels because Darth Maul. No, no, Darth Maul. He came back to. <laughs> I don't know how much that really factors in because yeah. Rogue One. I've told the story a few times, but of of sitting next to a woman at the screening, pointing at the screen and Janusso and leaning to me, going, "That's the girl from last year's movie, right? <laughs> Daisy, <laughs> Daisy something." And that just might talk about the casting choice, but yeah. but I didn't see it affecting Rogue One as much. You know what right. I mean? Like I, but it's so hard because I'm like. No, that's from uh, uh, two weeks before the uh, New Hope. Uh, so it's I'm not confused at all. Yeah. I don't know if it t- factors in to that level,
4: Jennifer. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think it affects people going to see the films. But I had a lot of friends mm. and family Who on both Solo and uh, um, Rogue One were like, wait, or or my favorite, even Star Wars fans, when they saw the Rogue One teaser trailer, where are the Bothans?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) gosh. Yeah, that that that
4: was a a huge thing. And so I feel like people are (laughs) going to go see a Star Wars film because it's a Star Wars film, but they might be a little confused while they're sitting there if they're a casual fan. Yeah. And I don't know. I I mean, I have friends who s- did not understand the whole timeline of Rogue One who still really enjoyed it.
3: Still really liked it. So
4: yeah. I don't know if that affects like the box office, per se. Yeah,
3: I, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine that it affects the box office. It obviously affects people's reactions to the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like maybe this is one of the big decisions in front of Lucasfilm is they... Uh, want to still have it be like, Star Wars, you know, it's good versus evil, laser swords, come check it out. But the truth of it is, even if you don't read all the books, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you uh, don't play every video game and find out the compass came from Pilio, you still need to like know the name Darth Sidious in The Last Jedi to Mm -hmm. fully understand what's going on. In order to appreciate the depth of Solo, you have to understand this is about 10 years before Mm -hmm. the Rebels... Destroy the Death Star. This is 10 years before Rogue One. Mm. Uh, I feel like maybe it is time for Lucasfilm to s- stop trying to have their cake and eat it too. Mm. Having Star Wars be something that's totally understandable mm-hmm. to a general audience and invest in spending more time explaining it. Uh, having you know tweets that are like here's where solo uh, takes yeah. place here's a you know here's a uh, you know star wars story episode here's uh, anthony and andy yeah. really breaking it down for you because i feel like uh, uh, there's this push pull too of so much of our storytelling is linear what's going to happen next you mm. have to be invested to know what's going on that's been one of the largest criticisms of solo is is it necessary right. what did it add to the story and yeah. It feels like they're in this weird place where they want to make it. You can just waltz into any Star Wars movie, but you also have to have a depth of knowledge, you, right? You do, and I, and
2: I and you, the Sidious one is a good example. Yeah, they Luke could have just as easily uh, said easily said the Emperor, right. yeah, and that right. might have resonated more with more of the fans, but they stuck their flag in reference, yeah, and I think they <laughs> should do that more. And I'm looking. As people do to Marvel now, Marvel, you said you know linear, and until Captain Marvel comes out, which jumps back to the nineties, generally everything is yeah. same going forward. But they're pretty confident, and we're going to put little things there that you're going to have to research, uh, and and either know and who's that the who's Thanos question that popped up with that first after credits yeah. scene. Marvel put a lot of risk into that, really, from my point of view. Of like, you are gonna a lot of you not gonna know who this is. Talk to your friends next. <laughs> Turn to yeah. Joseph and ask. Yeah, um, do that. But I, I, so I think what you are saying is is very smart. Of of Lucasfilm should put more effort into explaining you, Star Wars show, which I am a fan of. We're all fan. We all watch. Hundredth episode was fantastically warm and fuzzy as a, uh, as a, as I would hope it would be. Um, <laughs> it's to really be front facing with that. You know, yeah. here, here's here's the timeline. You don't want to spoil things, but, you know, we don't want to rely on, you know, Pablo tweeting out at two in the morning. Yeah, it's like 10 years before. <laughs> right. We want yeah. an official answer. Yeah.
4: Why do you think that works with Marvel so well?
2: I... I don't know.
4: I'm
3: starting to be. I'm starting to resent Marvel. For it.
4: I know, right? I think it's
3: uh, they're they're uh, pulling from a bunch of information. So there are people right. who have the information of like, well, here it was in the comic book. So here's what it might mean when it's on screen. I see. And then it's also just it's just moving forward. I, we talked about this somewhere else. I can't remember where. Uh, on which <laughs> which episode of yeah. the podcast? But. Uh, everything is moving generally forward with MCU. Uh, Even when you... Captain America's first movie is farther back in time, but it's called The First Avenger. So you literally, in the title, know that it's building towards what the next movie is. And it ties in. It has... Uh, anyway it doesn't matter Uh, i'm not gonna list stuff, but uh, star wars is fracturing out in weird both time and space (laughs) ways from a weird movie that george lucas made in 1977 right Right. and it's that's not the same it's not the way people's brains work i just think uh uh, to make all my rambling coherent Mm -hmm. uh i think that lucasfilm should invest that it's not a shame to have to uh know a lot about star wars Mm. in that general audience's could probably enjoy learning more. Mm-hmm. Not, and not even the deep book minutiae, just more of the kind of this stuff,
2: yeah. you know? Right. Yeah, if, if you're a Star Wars fan in general, like, I'm not, you don't need to, like, knowing Star Wars trivia does not mean you, you t- it's not a, a true test of your love of Star Wars. You know, you could just memorize yeah. things. Uh We just happen to know a lot, but it's like, I don't want that, but, you, you know, you should, your audience, you should expect your audience... You know, to get it a little bit. yeah. It's a stand like, yeah comic. At some point, you have to make a joke or a reference and just think, my audience either gets it or don't. You
3: come up to me. right? <laughs> you come right. up to my level. And in, in, in other times, you you set it up so you, that right. people can know exactly. And I'm just talking about, yeah. like, hey, the prequels are in the Clone Wars, then right. about 20 years passed, then it was the Galactic Civil War. That's the original trilogy. And then, like, just kind of some <laughs> basic, even timeline stuff. It's almost as if Disney... Needs to get into
2: this industry. They did a little bit of the Star Wars show and Rebels Recon. They did. They have their oh, official yeah. channel, but they almost need to get into this industry that's built up around them, yes. including us. Make us the official Lucasfilm podcast. <laughs> well, make, go. make Star Wars Explained the yeah. official Star Wars Explained.
4: Yes. Yeah.
2: Put it out there. You have the streaming oh my service gosh. coming up. We love talking heads in this country, right? In this yeah. world, we love talking heads. It started with sports, now it's just exploded. There, yeah, you you know, you can debate hamburgers now. Um, you got the streaming service this week, in Star Wars. Time, get out in front of it. Yeah. What you're saying is very, uh, you know, uh, they should invest in that just as much, and yeah. then Maybe because it is the more I think about it, it, is confusing for not just the quote general fans, but for a lot of people, yeah. And and maybe they get grumpy about it. Where I think Marvel, you correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they're taken from what, seventy five years of comics, whatever it yeah. might be. And it's not verbatim. It's nope. not they're it's it's a nice wonderful quilt that they're putting <laughs> together. Yeah,
3: yeah. They're building their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think I agree with other people who are Let's stop trying to make anything else like Marvel. Marvel is utterly unique. Yes, yes. Yes. The only company that ever could have done what Marvel did is uh, DC, Warner Brothers, and they chose not to. Uh, I I think that that's a whole other step of conversation.
2: The the Star Wars versus Marvel is not a
3: they're very very different. We'll talk a lot more about that on some future episode. But for now, I want to ask: If you were ruler of Star Wars, no question mark, period, ruler of Star (laughs) Wars, which would you decide? Uh, That. The movies should be special events that come out one uh, a year at most. Or do you want to be able to tell more stories and release more movies? Because I think that's a big part of what this tension is, is Star Wars used to be special because it was so rare. Every movie felt like an event And Solo is the first movie that didn't feel like an event for a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like here's another Star Wars movie and people had no idea what to do with that. If we do a bunch of standalones, Star Wars movies will just be like, cool, another adventure. Mm-hmm. That's cool in its own way. But it's also cool to keep Star Wars being that like, this is a rare treat. Mm-hmm. One a year at most, maybe two years going forward. If you were a ruler, which, which way would you go with the general big picture?
4: I would go with making an event because I think we have to acknowledge where we are in the movie business. And for me, going to the movies is an event. I just don't go every week. I don't go every month. I go once a year now. Mm. And I think that a, a lot of people feel like that because they're like, I just want well, I to, I, a lot of people, TV yeah. is becoming the new thing. So what I think is that they should pull back one movie at most a year and invest all the play and fun and crazy genres and whatnot in the streaming service mm. and make that the event week after week, just like how Game of Thrones has been and The Walking Dead and all these other shows, Westworld, that to me is where the future is in entertainment. Mm. So
3: interesting, smart stuff
2: there. If I'm if I am the ruler, King Prana of this story here, <laughs> uh, one a year, yeah, okay. December. You you very. They did such a great job of planting their flag in December, and I can't lie, lie. This this May release for Solo came a little too soon for me. It was the first of the the four movies that I didn't have tickets for the opening weekend because I knew you know fortunate enough to get some screenings, and I knew I'd see it. I'll see it after. Yeah. I'll go the second week. And then I felt, I felt guilty. So the problem was <laughs> me. Joseph. Um, and that was because a little bit of, uh, oof, all right, let me ramp up again, which is silly. We talk about again. All right, here I am going to compare to Marvel three, two, three films a year, right? It's different. It's really different because of the way they've sold it. Yeah. Star Wars once a year, in the theaters and then focus on what you can do with the the TV and the streaming because you're so right that going back to sopranos first maybe yes. uh, lost then uh, the the water cooler conversations around tv became more than just did you hear that joke on seinfeld last night <laughs> it became what do you think oh my gosh and i got to be and then now we can binge watch uh, with, with streaming services and you know game of thrones is then comes along in 2011 and it becomes a movie every week that is I would have never wanted to see a brand new Star Wars movie, ninety minutes on my TV screen first at home. Yeah. Now I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Disney streaming presents Rogue Squadron. Okay, oh I'm in. Gosh, what yeah. do we got? Um, that's what I would do now. One year in the in the, in the in the theater. Grab the family, grab the kids, buy the popcorn, pay your two hundred dollars,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the rest can be uh, you know yeah
3: in your hands. At I'll home. pay four hundred for Obi wan in that's real money. Fair. Not real. Coins. <laughs> real actual money. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so torn because there's a part of me that thinks like if they did it right, they could set it up like Marvel. So, hey, you see Ryan Johnson's the movie in December and it's really, really different. But then coming in May is the Ahsoka standalone, which is this totally different flavor. You, you do sacrifice Star Wars being a special event. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn. But I do. Uh, I think I ultimately lead towards one a year. Because that gives enough space. And then I wonder if there even could be a marketing thing of like, well, we've got these sagas coming out. But then in between each one, what will it be this year? I wonder if you could almost build up excitement like you're opening a present of like, hmm. what's the flavor of the December Star Wars movie going to be this year? Yeah. Oh, this year it's Obi-Wan. Next year it's most Eisley, you know? Right. Mm. That's fun. That that could be interesting to me. But I, I wonder how big of a part of their, their decision making right now is the like, it, do we need to make it uh, feel like a big special event every time mm. yeah. and if so i bet some of these movies do go to streaming yeah if they can afford it
2: if they can, if they can afford right it, yeah. right uh
3: when we talk about wanting new things because that comes up constantly in this standalone conversation what do we mean do we want new characters new timelines new looks new styles of story because i think we all say new right but i think we all mean new in a different way totally cuz to me solo was new i understand everything about it that was old it's yeah. one of the original most famous star wars characters ever <laughs> but it's it's a totally new movie yeah. i've said it a million times i think i want new characters and new s- stories yeah
2: genres never gets me going as much you know like solo's a western and a heist film yeah but it's still star wars yeah. you know uh you know you guys hear me joke i I don't know if i want a star wars horror 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 film ewok hunt on battlefronts uh, horror enough for me (laughs) i want new characters and stories and then i want to see how they fit into the big picture yeah you know that's what that's where i love it i watch star wars and even game of thrones with ooh, that's what happened Ooh, i'm gonna read i'm gonna place that into the history of this game. yeah not you know, not reviewing the movie. Out, it's a different conversation.
3: Yeah. Yep. What do you want for new uh, besides uh, weirdos uh, entourage? Yeah. <laughs> not entourage of weirdos. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, right. New characters, new storylines that fit into the larger canon. I agree. Uh, for me, because I loved Solo, I loved The Force Awakens, I loved The Last Jedi, I love it all. But I'll tell you what I want that's new. I want I want a woman director. Mm-hmm. I want people of color who are the screenwriters who are directing. I want a black woman as the lead of a Star Wars film. I want a Latina as a mm-hmm. lead. I want. An, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. And for me, that's what's going to make it fresh. That's what's going to make it <clears throat> mm-hmm. even more exciting, uh, more inclusive. And that that is what I feel uh, would be the right step moving forward. Otherwise, we're just going to kind of get, you know, okay, Bo- Obi- Obi-Wan, Boba Fett, okay, same thing. feels mm-hmm. It just feels like we're rehashing the same stuff. Right. But that's just me. Yeah. And that's me loving all the films that yeah. we've gotten so far.
2: Yeah, no, no. Some new some new, some new, new ingredients
3: into that soup.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I think, for, yeah, for me, more than anything, I, I do want the Obi-Wan, and I do think that, like Solo, would be new from a certain point of view, mm-hmm. planning to be old about it. Uh, but, I yeah, I want diversity... In terms of the actors, in terms of the creators, but also in terms of the genre, the mm. genre does excite me because okay. Star Wars is plucked from all the pulp in the paperback and the serial. And what's distinctive about those is they all play with those different genres. And Lucas mixed them up, and I just want to see the like the basically like if he made a cocktail and Star Wars has this exact amount of fantasy, this exact amount of western. I want to see those ratios changed, like you're making a cocktail, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. And I, I, so I want to see everything. It always feels like Star Wars because it has different elements of different pulp, mm. but it there's one like, here's where the romance has mm. been ramped up because romance is a, a right. pulp in a paperback uh, yep. series or one that's horror. And, you know, and what does horror mean if it is a horror that is uh, written by a woman and starring a black woman? How does how does th- their real life experiences Ooh. of this genre mm-hmm. translate then into Star Wars? That's when I think we're starting to get into fresh when every element of it That's is cool. uh, a, a kind of diversity from genre down to creator. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. That gets me excited. Yeah. I and like then that.
3: Obi-Wan can still have a cameo. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like an Obi-Wan
4: <laughs> film. I really do. Yeah. yeah. But, well, yeah, we'll
3: see. Okay. <laughs>
4: if I'm the studio boss, I got some ideas. So if, you're, if
3: you're Queen Yeah, Queen, Queen uh, All right, so I do want to touch on this a little bit because we talked about new. People talk about new a lot, but I'm fascinated about the maybe inability to escape old because old is part of star wars yeah Mm -hmm. always has been it's always been generational it's always been about what did my parents do before me oh that's one of the things that everybody loved about star wars is a lived in used old universe and galaxy so do you think we can ever get rid of the old i mean if you if we saw star wars that looked totally shiny and new i mean and i know that some people think the prequels do but putting that aside if there were Would it feel like Star Wars if there was no sense of past or legacy?
2: That's the biggest question, say, going into the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Uh, It's another part of the galaxy we don't know. New characters, new, 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 new. It's not connected to anything. Yeah. Even I'm like, as as a fan of Ryan's work, kind of going, well, uh, can you put something? Can Palpatine be in it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think nostalgia is built into star wars from it being flash gordon and you know kira influenced and pulp influenced like you say all the way up to you know it is you know to sit down with someone a a youngster and say yeah this is you know han solo is my favorite character too and now you like it for a different reason and a different actor you know there's a lot of people that they're gonna watch like they're going to watch A New Hope and go, who's the guy playing solo now? (laughs) You know, they replaced Alden. Like, you know, like I love that, that part of the generational aspect of it. It's got, it's got to change and grow, but I, you know, it's still got to
3: look and feel like it's in the same galaxy. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? How do you feel about the, uh in inability to escape the sense of old in star Wars.
4: Yeah. This is really interesting. I understood the generational thing is in like specific, specifically about family, Yeah, the generations of family. And I think that that is something that we, I don't want to lose in star Wars. We can go have fun with these other characters, but keeping that fame, family drama, that's, you know, family space opera, as George called it, Mm. I think is what makes it so rich. Yeah. We have Mm. to, we have, that's what makes Game of Thrones so great. All the families connected. It's, you know, it's, it's Shakespearean and the tragedy, the drama, the love. Um, I feel like we have to keep that, but yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. Keeping one foot in the past.
3: I mean, I think you have to in something that, is always going to start i think with a long time ago it's always going to start with that fairy book thing of like these these uh, questions have been wrestled with in different parts of you know the galaxy and different points in time again and again and again and i think it's long i'm i'm for the freshest newest ideas aliens you've never seen creators you never thought would work in in star wars but i think the stories still have to have the characters still need to wrestle with their own past
4: right? in, in
3: the weight and the legacy. Cause I think that's what gives it the weight of knowing that like none of us get to just be who we are. We're attached to what has come before. Right.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah. It's the DNA. It's the DNA of yeah. what
2: George created. Yeah. Right.
3: All right. Final question. Do we think Lucasfilm will get back in control of the narrative? <laughs> have they lost the storytelling steering wheel of star Wars in uh, the media? I think they have
2: lost it a little bit. All right, this, I think they, they maybe don't pay attention to it as much. This is a weird time where you have podcasts like Force Center and YouTube shows and YouTube videos and Star Wars everyone loves, so it's up, up around. I think they're aware of it. They watch this stuff, but they're at times dismissive of it maybe a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we're just going to do our thing, which is what you should. You should hunker down and do your work. Um, I think other properties are a little bit more out in front of it, um you know i'll say marvel does the, 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 the marvel is and that's part of why it's worked that's right. part of why it's worked yeah. yeah and i want to see lucasfilm get out in front of it a little bit more with more events celebration is wonderful yeah but even celebration wasn't a news driven event not that ed- conventions need to be sources for news but even then it you came out of celebration the 40th anniversary all right so we saw the last jedi bells and whistles bells and whistles right but even then we still came out of it going all right but what are they doing what's coming out there's a lot of questions that we fans are just trained to ask now because of the way we watch our media now because the way we watch game of thrones and all these other shows and and study it. Want more of it. I I'd love them to s- take the scrimshaw suggestion <laughs> of of here's our next 5 years. If they don't and I, and that's that's where I look and go they just might not know the next 5 years yet and yeah. that's what they got to fix. Yeah. I agree I with that, know. Jennifer.
4: I feel I identify with Lucasfilm. I feel like in this day and age, people are constantly publicizing what they're doing and let me let me share with you the latest thing that's gonna be coming around the corner. That's what we're used to, which is why we're going to Lucasfilm like, hey, what's what's going on, what's going on? But uh, the reason why I identify with them is because I get shy around this stuff. I just wanna put my head down and do the work. I, I don't wanna publicize right. everything I'm doing. But unfortunately, we are living in a day and age where you, ha- you have to do it. Yeah. And so I think that they're gonna have to change the way that they do things and be a little bit more transparent Doing the El Capitan big mm-hmm. event type of thing, um, and letting us be in on what their decisions
2: the, are, well, letting
4: them let us know that they have a plan. I guess the,
2: or I, something. In hearing you talk, I'm wondering if this even helps or makes sense. Yeah, we look at we are on Patreon. Um, obsessed is on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Knapsack files on Patreon we We are creators, and we 're going to do what we feel we need to do best for our brand, but because we invite you in as listeners and because we 're on Twitter and we talk to you, and in some case we get uh, you know comp- uh, you know con- contributions from you guys. We like to say, hey, here's what we 're building for. We are going to yeah. have a fun thing, the last Jedi commentary, which is common it's very close. Because that's fun, and we want to help build this community with you guys. Also, we'd like some new theme songs. And our new shows, here's what we need to do. And you you lay the plan out, and I think in this day and age where everyone has access to everyone they love or or don't love online, (laughs) I think it feels like we're being honest with what we're trying to do. We have a plan, or have if we change it, we communicate with you. That's just where we're at. And I think sometimes I feel Disney slash Lucasfilm is still the big old school media behind right. the big walls yeah going we're going to release our things and you're going to either love it or hate it well, don't worry we'll figure it out. you know what i mean like i think there's mm-hmm. and, not, and not that we listen to every youtube comment that says we're idiots <laughs> and not that, that, that kind of stuff there's <laughs> that, a fine line hard to act on there's, there's yeah, you're right i'll not be an idiot yeah mm-hmm. I'll, question mark corporate yeah. question mark. <laughs> you know there's a lot of there's it, it's, it's all, like anything complicated and nuanced and everything yeah. but i think that's what i want a little more from lucasfilm
3: yeah i think i hope that they take a step back i hope that they decide like you know we, we're going to really pursue the mcu model and we're going to try to educate you that ryan johnson's trilogy is the big event and then here's this little side movie that's little yeah. and fun and, and it, we're only spending this amount of money on it and like i hope they make those decisions and then i th- hope that they communicate them clearly and I hope they use all of the wonderful assets they have with uh, the actors and the creators to share those things in a fun way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my last MCU thing I'll say. Did you did you see the Tom Holland thing on oh, Saturday night?
2: Yeah. So
3: this is just kind of amazing the level of yeah. marketing acumen. Tom Holland, amazing as Spider Man, very popular, mm-hmm. uh, has become infamous for spoiling things right. accidentally. So they had him do an Instagram video before he goes on stage at just a, a random Comic-Con, I can't even mm-hmm. remember where it was, not one of the like it big it Comic-Cons. Yeah. Um and uh accidentally, quote unquote accidentally flashed the title of the next Spider-Man movie on his iPad. Right. And then awesome. Twitter's a buzz of like, Whoa. was that marketing or did Tom Holland actually screw up again and it just a sense of fun that not only knows their audience, knows the character, but knows the foibles of their actors. Right. So I would love once Lucasfilm has its feet firmly planted on what they want to do, what they creatively want us to, to, Mm. to give us that. I hope that they find just really fun ways. Yeah. To communicate those ideas. And that's controlling the narrative. Yeah.
4: And that, you know what that does that calms everyone down and it kind of shuts people up. Because it makes you feel like you're there in control, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: Oh man, that's pretty genius.
3: That, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Was
2: um, yeah, I'm, I missed. I actually missed. I saw the story afterwards, but I didn't know it was that to that degree. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, really, really uh, well executed. Yeah. Uh, uh, turning a what could be a weakness, Tom Holland's <laughs> loose lips, <laughs> yeah. into a thing of beauty. Love uh, it. So, yeah, that's it
2: for our discussion of fate of the stand The fate of the stand We'll get the answers soon enough, we hope. One way or another, one way or another, we'll know. Or maybe we won't know, and maybe that'll be the problem. But <laughs> we have uh, a great discussion here. Thank you, Joseph, for taking us through that there. As always, though, we like to talk to you guys, the audience. Get your questions. We take them from Twitter, Facebook, and our Patreon page. And today we got a question from, uh, coming in for here first from Lisa
3: Godfrey0y. Uh, at, that was a typo. It's Godfrey. It's Godfrey. It, it, it is a zero. Like her name is a password, <laughs> and that was just a, I mistyped. Okay. Lisa, I mistyped
2: Lisa Godfrey, <laughs> but I would have believed that she had a you know a, a secret password name. Yeah. I like said there at Wales for life. <laughs> Big fan of Star Trek IV. I'm assuming Lisa. <laughs> Here's your question. If it turns out that Rey is a Skywalker, I can't lie. I can't lie. I really want her to be. It just seems right to me that the Skywalker saga should end with a Skywalker prevailing, uh, just as Luke did in Return of the Jedi. Do you think the story could be written in a way to make her Luke's daughter, or is it too late? This is a great question because we were told that the saga films were the story of the Skywalkers and that would seem to be in line with what George had originally set out to do. So what do you think here? Too late, Joseph?
3: Uh, I I still like the idea that she takes the mantle of the Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it's as literal as she adopts the name, but I like the idea that that the Skywalkers aren't just a bloodline, they're an idea Mm -hmm. and that she will take the mantle of the idea. I personally don't want uh, Episode 9 to walk back that she's no one because i just feel like yeah regardless of how i ever felt about it it's just too many swerves in the story mm-hmm. for me uh and then my other uh reaction to this really <coughs> great question is that uh kylo's still a skywalker to me he's a skywalker mm-hmm. and a solo and i really hope that there is a, a that's where i want the story to be twisty yeah. in what happens to kylo mm-hmm. uh is he redeemed even if he's redeemed i don't think he can be redeemed scot-free mm-hmm. and like how does he end up uh Helping the galaxy as a Skywalker. Uh, yeah, I think that's where the answer lies is, is is Kylo.
2: And even though I'm kind of in the, ah, don't redeem him, keep him dark, but he's still going to have something <laughs> to say or do or, or be a part of with the fate of the galaxy. Yeah. It's still a Skywalker solo, uh, a, a saga, Jennifer. But what do you think specifically about Ray?
4: Yeah, you know what? I was always like, I want her to be a no one. But the way that you lay it out, Lisa, I kind of want her to be down too. I don't know. I don't know what I want anymore. But I'll say either way, I'll be happy if she's a no one or if she's a Skywalker, you know, never say never. It's never too late. <laughs> Anything can happen.
2: It, it's never too late. And if you're handing the, the, the baton of the story off to the next person, uh, then they can do with it what they want. Uh, you know, people saw what Ryan did and I love what he did with Ray specifically. I love this idea. Her greatest fear is that she's not part of the story. And it's a, it's a, you know, a a beacon of light for those out in the real world who don't feel they're part of of the bigger stories or successful or rich families or want to get involved. I think that's important. That was an important Mm -hmm. story. But I can't deny that. I'm like, well, okay, but this is a Skywalker story. What do we do? And I know people, I had debate with some friends (laughs) offline about, no, it's got to be, she's got to be Kenobi's daughter. She's got to be tied into it. And I was in that camp too. And then the answer came and I was like, oh, I like this answer. But I, I turned back to Kylo. Yeah. He is a solo Organa Skywalker. Yeah. Got it all there. And I think Luke will still be around in some way. See you around, kid. And I think it'll all boil down to that. There but, Lisa, great observation. Amazing. Great question. And we enjoy your passion there for Ray. Next question from Twitter. Pop Culture Cult at pop underscore, underscore cult one. Super easy one. How many Star Wars original Funko Pops do you each <laughs> own? Jennifer, we'll start with you.
4: I'm ashamed. yeah. And the reason why should be, is yeah. because <laughs> my daughter was pulling off the heads for well, that's a long it. time. So I'm like, I'm not going to invest in all the, you know, Porg and Moz and all the ones that I really want. So I only yeah. have
3: four. And are they all headless?
4: No, but their heads, <laughs> Leia's head is now twisted almost to, like, her back. Uh, and like, so, so you have, Morian like, guard, exorcist Leia. Yeah, yeah. the Mourning guards is kind of, like, flopping to the right. <laughs> it's just awkward.
3: It's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, Jim, fair enough. Joseph? I, uh, I don't take mine out of the package, so, yeah. so I can't risk twisting their heads. I've got about ten. I need wow. to really contain myself yeah. uh, because otherwise I will go crazy. I saw some for discount, and even my wife was like, hey, you want to get these? And it's like, yeah. ah. I need more room for my action figures. Well, you are a big three and three quarters collector. Yeah, right. That's an
2: impressive collection yeah. going there, too. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah, a lot of those. Uh, all right. I, I don't know the number, Pop Culture Cult. I have at least three and a half, four plastic totes of, of <laughs> oh, Funko totes. Pops. Yeah, so you've wow. talking at least...
3: 30 then. Yeah, at yeah, least, least 30. Minimum yeah. of 30. Wow. Yeah, I,
2: mean, I don't know. It might be in the 200 range, the actual number, because the boxes are, are a little bulky. So, yeah, but that, oh, damn. That, that's not just Star Wars, because uh, I collect the Game of Thrones ones and a little bit of uh, WWE wrestler ones, classic okay. wrestlers, but I have maybe six of those. Game of Thrones, I have a lot of Game of Thrones, almost as much as Star Wars. Okay. Um, so, in terms of Star Wars, maybe a little less, maybe in the 80 range or something like that. I don't know.
4: Holy moly. It's
2: too much. So I stopped. Wow. I stopped. I didn't. I didn't. And here I'm the problem again, Joseph. I didn't get any solo Funko Pops. Oh
3: wow. Yeah. I just, I, I just don't have the time. I don't have the space. Yeah. I, I've been buying lots of different solo stuff to support the movie. So maybe I'll go out and get an Enfys Nest. I want. I, oh, I want. Every
2: time I yeah, go to Collider, cool. uh, what's uh, uh, the uh, Dorian Parks, the, the uh, new kid that works there? He has his desk has got he's got a bunch of Black Panther and solo ones, and I oh, stop nice. every time I stop and I look at that Enfys Nest one, and I'm like, is he looking?
3: I'll take it. <laughs> and will steal and
2: fist nest. <laughs> uh, we have got our Patreon questions. Oh, we love this. It's a four-center tradition. Mark Knope. That's Mark right. Mark Knape. No, you were right. (laughs) No, it's our friend Mark. Yeah, uh, Mark is a longtime listener and supporter, and we uh, used to famously mess up his name, so we still do, just for fun. But Mark Knope asked this question. Uh, Do you think releasing the sequel trilogy with standalone films in between is the best way to release it? Or should they have started with episode 7, 8, 9, and then Rogue One and Solo? I think it would have been nice if the Ryan Jensen trilogy was released without other films in between and maybe it also helps prevent confusion for the casual moviegoers. So great callback to what we're talking about here, but a specific question about the release order. And I've heard this before, Joseph. Uh, A lot of people think this might have been the better way to do it.
3: Yeah, I'm really glad that they at least released Rogue One when they did uh, because I think the audience and the studio and the creators needed to test out this idea Mm -hmm. of, will this work? Mm -hmm. And with Rogue One, it really did, and I think uh, just... When Rogue One came out, that was uh it was a really interesting time for that movie right. to come out with the message that it had. So I'm yeah. glad that it did. Going forward, I could maybe see hey, Ryan Johnson's trilogy is every two years and then there's a couple standalones and then yeah. the next big trilogy. I think that could be a good way to still get some standalones and um, keep the confusion at bay and mm-hmm. make Star Wars feel like an event. I, I actually really agree with that. I I, I loved when Rogue One
2: came. I love the alternating years. It it adds a little more build-up for me for the saga films, but I love, you know, Peter Jackson releasing Lord of the Rings back-to-back-to-back year after year after year. That worked for me as well because a year is a long time to wait, Jennifer.
4: It is. I like that going forward of doing a trilogy and then doing the standalones. I think for Rogue One specifically, it suits some fans who were disappointed with The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm, So if we go back in time... I think it was the right move to release a "quote unquote" gritty film after some people were you know, upset about the "quote unquote" rehash of mm. the Force Awakens right. and the mm. nostalgia.
2: Yeah, yep. That's, but uh, yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Ryan Johnson, give him three years in a row with those trilogies. Yeah. Dan and Dave, nine years in a row with their films. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Street Ten uh, asks, "Hey, Four Center, have you ever wanted to throw your hat into uh, telling a canon story, despite all the challenges that go along with that? Your finished the fan fiction series comes close enough. In the meantime, though, I'm hoping that maybe one day you have a serious uh, version of that show, like a radio play. Any chance of that happening? Well, uh, this is I will. This is a great question. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph, uh, what do you think here?
3: Uh, yeah, it's sort of a multi-part question. Uh, yeah, I would absolutely love to write a canon Star Wars story. I'm in Hollywood. I'm working on writing stuff. I got some stuff going on, so you never know. And that that is definitely something that's on the old bucket list uh, for me personally. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Finish the fan fiction is so much fun to do. Is an improvised thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think. That we would ever write and release for Force Center mm-hmm. like a radio play-like thing. Because finish the fan fiction and databank brawl, we get away with telling fun narrative stories. Because they're a goof yeah uh, but if we actually sat down and I if I actually like wrote like here's what I want I truly want the Obi-Wan Kenobi story to do and release it uh, th- I don't yeah. think that would work copyright wise yeah. uh, and I'd also if I have a great Star Wars idea I would like to sell it to Star Wars someday
2: yeah mm. yeah that's an interesting wrinkle of what we do here Jennifer too we're, we're in this town too. yeah we're not just yeah. YouTubers in Wisconsin we are in this town <laughs> building entertainment careers but Thomas has a great question and I love that Thomas wants to hear what our stories are yeah
4: yeah I don't know what they are. I'd have to really think about it. But that's a fun idea: radio play, and we, we we each play a character and put on different voices, like what we do with Finish the Fan. Fiction. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm open.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I like being on the fan side with, and I feel we generally are on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Joseph said, I'll, I'll, I think I may have shared this before in like summer 2012. I decided. Uh, my screenwriting career was failing. I was like, you know what? I'm a Star Wars fan. What, I'm just going to have fun and write a Star Wars spec script called Rise of the Rebellion that takes place before episode four. And I told a couple friends and one of them, I, his name will, will be kept off the story first. said, <laughs> "That's silly. No one will read it. They're never going to do that, anything with that." And I, was like, I just want to get people to." I, I know, but you know, write a crazy spec script and maybe someone will see what else you have, right? Yeah. And I sat, went with another person. And I will say his name, Mark Riley, and he said, "Let's try to work on this together." And we had plans. And then our careers went a different route. And then, like two months later, <laughs> Lucasfilm gets sold. Uh. So I turned to that friend and was like. Really, really, No Everyone, and then it was it. too late, and then Rogue One essentially probably took that slot. So, uh, yeah. all, But, but that to say, to what you're saying, Joseph, if I have a great idea, I think I want to use it in that ray, uh, realm because I am still a writer in, in a lot of ways as well. But also. I, I Then I would, you know, then you're opening yourself up to the criticisms that we even have of the stories that are told in front of us. It's a right. weird game.
3: Yeah, it is. It's it a is weird a weird game. thing to be, uh, yeah. you know, fans and creators and with all those different things. But yeah, yeah. I, I think if we ever did something uh, that was uh, more scripted, uh, like a radio play thing, uh, it would be it would be still be uh, silly and fun and yes. within the realm of spoof, not here's our actual like true fiction. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a
2: scripted, finished the fan fiction or something or data. Well, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. We, yeah. That, that comedy word. Yeah. Helps you get away. The with day it. Boba Fett yeah. got food poisoning. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yes. But my actual Boba Fett stories. no. 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 <laughs> but Thomas, that's a great question. Got us thinking there. We do appreciate that. We appreciate Thomas, Mark, Pop Culture Cult, and Lisa with their questions. If you have a question for us, you can submit it on several different locations like Twitter at Four Center Pod or our Facebook page, Four Center Podcast, or on our Patreon page. More on that in a second. We also have some other places to find us Four Center Pod. We have new merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center. We are now on Instagram at Four Center Pod, but that was to get us on Instagram instagram tv and we're figuring out what to do with that vertical video jennifer it's Mm. a weird thing
4: it is a weird thing i'm not used to it yet
2: (laughs) but look for that there so you can follow us right now on instagram podcast is available Thank you for sticking through us with all the problems. Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. I think we're slowly but surely back to normal. Thanks for those of you uh, who stuck through us with the hosting site mess. I mentioned Patreon, Joseph. we got stuff going on there and news.
3: That is right. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash We are recording very soon. We have the date picked out, our commentary for The Last Jedi. That will be available as an audio exclusive to our patrons. And then a little later, we will put it on on YouTube with the video. That's right. You can watch us watch a movie and say things about it live on YouTube. And of course, we're always building to more goals, so you can go visit us again. Patreon.com slash Force Center.
2: Absolutely. Uh, consider checking us out and supporting us there. But another fun, super edition of Force Center. Jennifer, you're always making funny little videos. Uh, you made some good ones recently here.
4: Yes, you can see my angry fanboy impersonations <laughs> on my YouTube channel. <laughs> YouTube.com slash user slash Jennifer and check out, I am now on IGTV, at Jennifer Landa. I'm posting some old classic videos, re-editing them in the vertical format. And also, I will be posting new videos as well.
2: That's right. You posted the one when you're dancing on Venice Beach. Yeah. And I just sat here on my couch watching it going, ah, this is the best
3: thing ever. Oh, okay. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> it was fun. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Joseph? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. If you go to Instagram and you look at all of my photos and then you line them up and flip through them in a book... They still won't be a video or movie show I'm behind the times On the old video Uh, I gotta do the integrated vertical Video hoo-ha Anyway, look at my funny pictures with the funny words on Instagram. Uh, you can also go to my website, com. That's got info on my podcast, Obsessed, and on all upcoming shows, comedy albums. I'll be at Convergence in Minneapolis the 4th of July weekend. That's right. And shows. Yeah, I've got to tell you a personal
2: endorsement for you. I was sitting there on the couch the other day, and my girlfriend starts cackling. I'm like, what? She goes... <laughs> That shows the script just as the funniest. Ah. It was your Father's Day Han Solo card from the past. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's with freakish picture <laughs> of Han Solo on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. You can follow me at across all social media platforms, including Twitch and Instagram TV. Old Man in the Car video series. I we're working on it. Figuring it out. <laughs> I believe that Instagram TV could be something, or it's just the new vine and it'll go away. We'll see. That's it for now. We thank you guys for listening to Force Center, sending your questions and hearing us out. With all our crazy ideas, yeah, Boba Fett and the very, very, very Big Bad Day. It's coming soon. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's it. We'll see you guys next week here on Force